This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady is on assignment and should be back. Within, when is he coming back, David? Next I week? I think next week. Next week. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Good morning. Beautiful good morning. morning. It, is a, it is a beautiful morning. So much for the half inch of rain we were supposed to get. What happened there? It decreased uh, considerably. It decreased to the point where when I looked at my looked at the useless weather app that comes on iPhones, it said that we had gotten zero zero inches of precipitation in the last 24 hours in Poway, and that was yesterday. Okay, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Why would you use a useless app for that information? <laughs> because at, that was the one that was at hand. Okay. So, I but, want to assure you, you got more than 0.00 I'm inches. sure we did. I, I think sure simply walking outside for a few minutes would have indicated it, it ran, that you had some rain it rained without pretty using good. your app. What, 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 they, it was Wednesday, I guess. Was it Wednesday? Or Thursday morning. It rained, it rained pretty good on Thursday morning at, at the Poway store. After it was supposed to be passed. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. Because I think they said that it was supposed to be passed at 11 o'clock and it was pouring at noon. You, you realize I just pass on the information I see from the National Weather Service. These are not my forecasts. No, I... I okay. Because I you would make, be more accurate? Is that what you're implying? No, I'm not saying okay. that. I do recall once seeing a forecast where they had updated the forecast online to say, due to numerous reports, we are adding light rain to today's forecast because they had had reports of rain. Mm-hmm. There was nothing in the forecast for that rain until they had reports until of actual rain, like, and then they hey, it's updated raining. it. Yes, yeah. yes. If you walk outside and you get wet, it's raining, right? I think typically, that's, that, menos. Yeah, I think most areas got less than a quarter of an inch, and I I thought well, the forecast was for a quarter to a half an inch, but we were on the southern tail end, and it looks like there's going to be something similar later this week. We're going to have our <clears throat> excuse me warm period today and tomorrow. And Monday, and then we're supposed to have another cool, moist week. The right. entire week, Mr. Weatherman? Yeah, well, I, I don't want to go out on a limb now. Ken's going to yell at me next no, week. No. <laughs> um, well, we, well we, had, uh, we had happy hour on Thursday, and it was nice. I mean, it, was, it wasn't raining at all. This is the and, driveway without the, driving. Yes. Okay. Um, so we had, had the happy hour, pulled out the fire pit just to take a little bit of the chill off. But then it rained Thursday night at our house. We got a decent amount of rain coming down on Thursday night, which I wasn't expecting it. I thought it was all supposed to be gone by then. So uh, I agree. So anyway, uh, beautiful morning out so far. Uh, the, beautiful the, moon. The moon and, is incredible. And, you know, you, I thought it was going to be cold out this morning, but it wasn't. It's cool. 
I was going to say but it's it was, still a little chilly. It was below it was 50. Nice. At least when I left the house, it was 48. So that's chilly for, oh, for those of I, us with no. I do it in no body fat. Is that where you're <laughs> headed with I, this? I was. I stopped abruptly. Yes. Man. Well, so we hope everybody had a fun and safe Cinco de Mayo yesterday. Yeah, from looking at the CHP website, a lot of people did, and some people didn't behave. Oh, that's unfortunate. And last time it was another holiday remember it was the saturday morning i said there was a lot more activity on there than normal but i'm guessing it's because of friday night cinco de mayo yeah i heard somebody saying uh, they were joking about uh, getting pulled over by a uh, police officer here in san diego and they said uh no i'm not swerving because i was drinking i'm swerving to avoid the potholes <laughs> <laughs> in san diego that's, that's fair enough yeah yes. miramar road is like an obstacle it's course. It's treacherous on Miramar Road. <laughs> it's really bad. Although the good news is the they're putting $140 million into road repair in this budget. At least that's what they're proposing. We'll see what actually comes through. Well, and just because it's in the budget, where are they going to use it? Yeah, there's always okay. lots of money in lots of budgets. And I know every time I fill up my tank, there's road taxes, there's local taxes. But... What is the damage that these roads are doing to our? What is the value yeah. of the damage to our cars? That's a good. That's a very good question. I, I think that the, I the at at seven o'clock the show after us might answer that. Oh, you're gonna put the burden on him? We shall. <laughs> we'll okay. ask him. We'll ask him as we're leaving to, okay. to broach that. All right, uh, garden classes today in San Diego. It's going to be tomatoes 101 with Josh. That's at nine o'clock. Um, in Poway at 9.30, we have a special class on how to grow prize pumpkins with Jim Fredericks. Uh, we have seating for about, it's it's not an RSVP class, but we have seating for about 80 people, and the, the, supposedly these classes draw very large crowds. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a seminar, but he has had lots of people. He and his friends that are going to be teaching this or presenting are the current um, or most recent Southern California record holders for giant pumpkins. And, I mean, we're talking over 1,000-pound yeah. pumpkins. You that's saw a, some of the pictures on our Facebook page. That's They're a big huge. pumpkin. Yeah, yeah they, are, they are big. Um, but brings up the inevitable question. Da, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you do when you're done with the pumpkin? After you weigh it, what do you do? <laughs> Compost. Pumpkin pie. Lots yes. of them. Put it in your green recycling bin. <laughs> <laughs> and your neighbors for, and for your the other neighbors. For the next six months. <laughs> uh, let's see. So that's at 930 in Poway. If you want to make sure you get a good seat, I would get I would get to both of those classes a little bit early. Um, next Saturday, May 13th, um, it's going to be worm composting with Kathleen in San Diego and aquatic plants with John Clements from the San Diego Botanic Garden in Poway. And then don't forget, May 14th, is Mother's Day already, so that that seems to have come up really fast. Oh, and just to give you guys a heads up, I'm not going to be here on the 16th. I'm going to be flying home from Chicago, so or the 20th. Okay. So. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, I'm sorry you're not going to be here on the 16th. I don't you think know. we are either. No. Yeah, we won't be here either, no. so that works out well. That does work. <laughs> that does seem to work out well. Um, the In Balboa Park today, where did I write that down? Oh, the San Diego... San Diego Irish Society show and sale is going to be going on today and tomorrow. So if you want to see some spectacular iris and maybe pick up a few, that would be a good 
that would be a good show to to go check out. I have a, a friend of mine that I've known since I was like five years old. She lives back in New Mexico, and she collects bearded iris. And her bearded iris beds are just are just going off right now. I mean, they're they're really really pretty. They're doing really well. Well, when we had all the fires up in Julian and things, mm-hmm. the bearded iris survived. They were one of the first things that, in some gardens that that came back, and they're super tolerant. Great, great plant. What is the, do you guys remember? I don't remember what the iris is that we don't know, that we've never had, that we say every year we're going to go to the meeting and buy buy some <laughs> I, of the bulbs. I, I, it I, sounds really cool. I can't remember what okay. it was. Well, if you want to see what that is, you need to go there. I did notice um, out on the native, in the native plant section at the nursery, we have some native iris, which are actually, re- they're, they're short. Um, they're only about six or eight inches tall, but really, really they're pretty. Pretty when they yeah. come into bloom. Yeah, and our, we have a bunch in our outside of our herb garden, and they they're just spectacular. And Capri has been cutting some and bringing them in and putting them in a in a vase with some of our sweet peas. And it just it's a it looks a lot nicer than than I would typically do, but it looks it smells it's beautiful. In um, very fragrant. In the late spring and summer, when you drive from three ninety five to Bodie down, I can't remember which highway that is. Um, there's just open fields that are just covered in them, and it, it, it almost looks like standing water. It's the, the just, native ones. That the you're native ones, okay. yeah. Yep. I, I think it's Douglas Eye is uh, the native one, um, but it's just beautiful. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. There's just thousands and thousands and thousands of them. I wonder if they're going to bloom late this year because they're probably still under. They're probably, they're probably still, still under snow. snow. They yeah. got snow. they got snow again this week up there. Um, at Mammoth and, and June Lake. So, uh, let's see. You want me to do V Vista? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and talk about the Vista Garden Club? There is a flower show today and tomorrow for the Vista Garden Club at the Jim Porter Rec Center at Brengel Terrace Park in Vista. It's their annual flower show. And today, the plant and garden art sale starts at noon the flower show is open today from two to five and tomorrow all events are open from 10 until four i think the claremont garden walk is today and tomorrow too or is it just i can't remember if it's today and tomorrow or just today because i know we had tickets available in san diego i don't know if we have any left down there or not if you're interested you could give the store a call um after eight o'clock and they would let they can let you know if we have tickets left available if you would, if you are interested in doing that, um, and by the way, the Vista Garden Club reached out and asked if we would mention that, which means we have at least one more listener. We were of which, we, of whom we, had, we, had we were unaware. Count, yes, we were yes. not counting them. Yes, we were not. Is <laughs> that seventeen or eighteen? Do you remember? Yes, somewhere around there, <laughs> so, somewhere in that neighborhood. If you want to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Um, we had. You, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, nope. I was just going to say. You have been complaining to me about the... He's oh, pointing sorry. at me for those who can't oh, see. Oh, that's George. <laughs> I am pointing at George, um, gently and politely. Yes. Oh, in a very polite manner. your spicy nectoplum has uh, been more of an issue than peach your other leaf, trees. Yeah, peach leaf curl is, has been far more pronounced on that than any other nectarine or peach tree in in the orchard. And, and I sprayed everything only once this year. I was lazy, and we had all the rain. But everything else looks fairly decent with the exception of the spicy. Well, I was thinking about that yesterday because a customer brought in a nectarine, 
or a bunch of nectarines that had that really weird brown blotchiness to them. And you had mentioned that as well. That was on your spicy, correct? Yeah, but I get that regularly, and it, it happens to nectarines as well. It's caused by thrips. And what? it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like a little bug's going to get into the flower, and it's people generally don't believe that. It's the western, it's, western flower thrip, and they, they kind of... It makes it look like, like it's scabbed over a bit all yes. over the, the nectarine and the spicy nectoplum. But it can be treated organically with, we talked about Spinoset. it. Spinoset. Spinoset. The day after all the petals drop. Roughly, yes. Maso you want to get it in there early, yeah. Did you like that? Maso Menos, that's in, you know, because yesterday was Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> so I threw that in. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break and be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady is not with us today. Is there something uh, going on over in England today? Yeah, it's raining. Oh, okay. There's a lot of people out in the <laughs> There's streets. There's a lot of people out in the streets. Yeah, my sister's over there somewhere in that. You know, I apologize. I said, oh, gosh, I have an, another apology. I just said there is a lot of people in the streets yeah. instead of are. But yeah. Subject last, verb agreement. Week, last week we were talking about the pith the white part of citrus, and I called it albumin. Yeah, you did. That's and right. I was not. listening at home. And yeah. it's not. It's albedo. Albumin is in your blood. Yeah. And it, so I apologize sincerely. <laughs> and, so, and it's your albedo. So the, it's for your all the med- medical staff out there who is... Have been who, sending who, in is? Le- who have been sending in notes and letters. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I, I sincerely and humbly apologize, and it's albedo is the good stuff in the... Inside the rind of citrus. I was just called a pith. (laughs) Yeah, well, when I was at the citrus thing up at Riverside, I was asking the experts Mm -hmm. about pith. And, and they corrected they you? didn't well they what are you talking about and i said the white part on the inside oh you mean albedo no i thought it was albumin <laughs> yes so i guess we have to on occasion use proper terms so it's albedo and it's meaning. good for you okay now you can go on to whatever it was you were well we can go back to the um the pe- the peach leaf curl problem i've seen more this season than I have in years. You know why? Rain, probably. Yeah, not probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know that's one of the, when you're if you have it, one of the things to keep to get it under control. Well, spraying with copper spray during the dormant season for sure, uh, but clean all the litter up underneath the tree too because it stays there in the ground. Then when we do get rain, the rain splashes it and puts it back up in the air to reinfect your trees. Uh, I'm. 
less concerned about peach leaf curl than I once was. And uh, I'm a moderately lazy gardener. Could we would we all agree? Oh, I yes. would. Yeah. And I, I would rarely agree. I rarely spray. And this year I did say I did spray once and it did mitigate a lot of the leaf curl. But in the past 5 years, I probably haven't sprayed at all. And it totally depends on the tree, the location of the tree, whether or not they get leaf curl. Most of the trees that are out in the open in the winter that have sun on them, even if I didn't spray during a dry winter, didn't get much leaf curl. But there's one tree, and it's the late tree, the fair time peach. It's kind of in the shadow of another tree in the winter, and it always had leaf curl on it every year. And they grow through it. Yeah, it's I, it's not going to kill it's not going to kill the tree. It's not it's not going to look good, but it's not going to kill it. But so, it'll, it'll yeah. certainly be less productive. And I and I can tell you from yeah. experience that when it's what, like this particular spicy nectar plum, it is so deformed that there are very few leaves that are you know wide open, making mm-hmm. making energy for that tree. So you will get less production, and it looks you know it does look horrible. And, and I I think I agree with you that it does matter on where that tree is. However, location matters. I I think that spicy just in again in my opinion here it seems to be much more susceptible because dry years, wet years, spraying, not spraying, the spicy always looks bad with peach leaf curl compared to any other and tree. I don't even <clears throat> notice it because the leaves are dark, so it makes it harder to you have to go look for it. From oh, I would disagree. I yard. think you need better vision because I can oh, see it from a that. distance and go that thing looks oh, horrible. So you have a, a I have a bionic Good. eye now. You remember. have a bionic <laughs> eye. Things go well, and now you start attacking the less sighted I, I, amongst <laughs> us. <laughs> not not all of them, just you. Oh, thank yes. you. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then also, you're talking about the thrips on on your neck to plum. I've also seen that happen with spider mites, and one of the more unusual ones is slugs and snails. And they yeah. usually will put a, a tunnel into them. But the result of the damage to the outside of the fruit is that same etching and scabbing look to it, but mm-hmm. it's just a, a sunken one versus yep. a. And it's still edible. It's it just has that little you know rough out exterior that yes. you need to probably clean off of if you don't like that texture. Um, easy way to keep, easy way to control slugs and snails without even having to think about it is get some of the copper copper mesh that we sell and wrap the trunks because that. It's very, very. You've well, you've posted pictures of how effective a copper barrier is against slugs and snails. It it, it did work for me. It got you quite were well. saying it just to clean off the outside if you don't like the texture. Well, a nectarine is a fuzzless peach, and people would choose that because they don't want the texture. Right, right. So they'd have to clean it off. But the fuzzed peaches don't have the problem because they have the fuzz <laughs> to protect them from the western flower thrips. Well, and yeah. I've never thought about that until yeah, sitting good point. here. Yeah. So if you want to prevent western flower thrips, dig up all of your nectarines and replace them with peaches. Fair enough. Problem solved. We are trend setting here on the radio. (laughs) Uh, Besides snails and slugs, our our roses right now are being inundated with um, earwigs. Every time we cut flowers, there are earwigs popping out and and chewing on the, the little bit of the petals. That's spinosad. Well, spinosad in what form? Because just spinosad, just spray it with 
Um, that wouldn't work? That's what I would do. I you're, th- you're talking about the Sluggo Plus? I was thinking more plus. of Sluggo Plus to put in the soil around, um, you know, at the base of the plant where they're going to be attracted to it and eat it. You'd have to do that before the fact, would at, you not? Yes. Yep. I have noticed, you. well, the little white beetles, the, the beetles that eat white flowers. Saw them on citrus last week. I saw them on a non-white dahlia in front of the store yesterday. It was just, there was... I was looking down as I was walking in the store, and there was a dahlia with three holes in the flower petal in a line. Well, that's not natural. And there it was. It was this little beetle there that may have not... It won't be doing any more damage. But the roses, roses this year, I think look one of the best years ever with all the extra rain and clean rain. Agreed. Mine at home have have started blooming and I for the first time have a couple of David Austins and I've always been indifferent to David Austin roses but I'm pretty they're kind of neat I have we, a Roald doll yes beautiful apricot color cabbage rose and then I have another one that's a much richer orange and I don't remember its name I'll have to take a look but yeah I with David Austins I've always thought that they were I didn't particularly care for the shape of the flower. The fragrance on a lot of them is outstanding. outstanding. But the plants themselves just never really, I didn't think they looked as good as like a hybrid tea or something like that until I went out to the rose garden at Verona. Going and, tomorrow, in fact. And they are out out there, at least when David was right. doing it, were spectacular. He had figured out how to grow them to make them actually look like a a nice looking Normal plant. Rose. Yeah. I, I think I had the same um, philosophy as David, kind of indifferent towards them. But the other day we were looking at them closely because we now have, I think, four or five. And we came come to the conclusion, the reason that Capri likes them so much, and I think I'm beginning to, is they look like peonies. Because we were just yeah. back in at, at Monticello and, you know, there were pe- peonies everywhere and, and gorgeous big, big flowers. And some of our David Austin roses are quite large, but the the petals, the way they're formed, it looks like a peony, and I think that's what makes them attractive to a lot of people. Yeah, that, I could I could see that. You know, I, you don't see them that frequently anymore. But when we used to when we used to stock a lot of camellia japonicas, there's a number of peony flowered camellias, which I never liked. It's a strange looking flower. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't like the peony form of camellia. It's my least favorite of the camellias. Okay. Yeah. But in the rose, it looks fantastic. I really like the the cabbage form. It looks really neat by itself or with other flowers. It looks really, really nice. And as Ken said, I think they I think they have an incredible fragrance. I think they they really pop when you get near them. Yeah, so. Roald Dahl doesn't, but the color's nice. I'm, Most of them. Yeah. Maybe you're growing them wrong. You're not giving oh, them the right fragrance fertilizer. That's probably. <laughs> We have, oh, don't start me. But in honor, in celebration of the coronation, we should support David Austin Roses. They're from the homeland, right? Are they? Yeah. I thought they were from Texas. Well, Well, now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, you You know, the other thing that looks nice with a peony flower is the peonies. Are they nice? But they don't grow very well here. The I the Idaho's do. Yes, they do. They yeah. grow very well. I was they, about to say, wait a minute. Nicely. You've you've told me how great they grow. But they're how... not peony form peonies. They're they're peonies. Yes. But but okay. 
All right. Do the peony flowers on the Ito peonies look like the flowers that remind you of peonies that we were just talking not, about? Not quite. Not exactly. Okay. But <laughs> but it's it's still a, a beautiful foliage. It is. R- it's r- a beautiful r- plant. It's a gorgeous and plant. And it's a peony that, that reblooms here. Yeah. And will grow here and year after year. Yeah. I remember the days when we used to bring peonies in. And as sell annuals. them as annuals, annuals. because the they, most expensive they, annuals we sold. Yeah, because they just, you you couldn't get them to well, couldn't get them to naturalize. At least anywhere west of Julian. Yes, uh, Julian. I, I remember Neil Morgan used to talk about peonies and lilacs at his place. Up, it would talk about he would write mm-hmm. about it. Uh, up in Julian, yes. Mm-hmm. They, I, I was just going to. Now I don't remember my my train of thought. I'll come back. Keep going. Discuss it among yourselves. I'll okay. come back. I bought this year a rose called heavenly scented and it's very nice it's a pale pink slash apricot i'm detecting a theme here but the full flower is probably four inches across when it's open and it is very fragrant it's not a david austin but it's a really nice rose Um, i'm very happy that i purchased it and it's still alive, and it's still in its original five-gallon bucket. Are, are you one of those people that have a theme, like you have to have apricot color Heck flowers no. here? And no, okay. And when people ask me that, can I put this rose next to this rose? <laughs> yeah, I tell them, yeah, don't ask me. That's, <laughs> that's not my short answer. Is, yes. Do you want it there? I put them, mix them all up. Mix Agreed. them all up. I remember what I was going to say. You you had mm-hmm. said that that was the most expensive annual. The, mm-hmm. the, the, now, the peonies. George is pointing to Kent. Just so you know. <laughs> You said that that was the most. Ex- I would argue that star the, the cost of the the peonies is, is one of the most expensive perennials you can buy too. Those the, are expensive plants. There is truth to that. Yes, the Ido peonies are not on the inexpensive side. Okay, now I have a pronunciation question for you. Yes. Do you remember the judge in the O.J. Simpson case? Lance Ido. Yes. How was his last name spelled? I think it was I T O. That's what oh, I think no as well. Oh, no H. No right. H. Okay. Because I want to call them Ito peonies. Not after Judge Ito, but just, I don't know. But I I guess adding the H will change that, won't it? I don't know what it changes. Okay. So, either way. All right. <laughs> tomato, tomato. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You are listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has got the day off. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'd uh, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, for those that don't for those that don't subscribe to our monthly newsletter, the May issue has been 
has been posted on the website, so you can go and check it out. And there's I thought a, you were going to say canceled. No. And there's, um, some, there is some very interesting stuff in there. One of the things that is listed, and they tell you what to do, is uh, plant a tree, get a rebate from SDG&E. And they have a rebate program based, I think it's based on zip code eligibility. It, it, it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, My zip code works. But but I, and I bought lots of trees, but I've not sent in a receipt. Yeah, so you can get a... Be can, smarter than David. Uh, qualifying SDG&E customers can receive a $35 rebate for planting or potting a one- or five-gallon tree plant species and a $50 rebate for a 15-gallon tree or plant species. Uh, can apply for up to five rebates annually, and customers do not need a yard to qualify. Trees or other plant species can be planted in large containers on outdoor balconies or patio areas. And they have a specific list of trees and shrubs. They do. Some they call them, them native. Right. It's under native trees or regional friendly trees, fruit trees, utility friendly trees, things that won't get into the wires, and pollinators. I think one of the things that was on that list was narrowleaf milkweed, too. It is. It yeah. is, under the pollinator section. Yeah, and we have tons of it in stock right now, um, more than I think I've ever seen. We have some 8-inch some ones that are really nice, and, and they're the, full. the gallons are pretty decent, too. The, the native ones we usually don't get looking that good and full. They're usually yeah, much, younger plants, <laughs> and yes. there's a lot of leaf to these. Uh, some of the other things you'll find in the newsletter, uh, article about growing African violets, um, to-dos for tip-top tomatoes, uh, lots of stuff. So, <laughs> lots you of you stuff. had mentioned companion planting. Yes, there's, a, there's actually a chart for companion planting in your garden. Um, How do you so, feel about that? Because when we talk about companion planting, I think about what you said and I agreed to about the roses in what what put it there if you want it there exactly yes i agree i i don't think i subscribe to it the way a lot of people do i i think there is some benefit i you know i do often put um, marigolds for example near the tomatoes i put the basil between the tomatoes things like that but i don't follow charts specifically and i don't do the don't plant this near this kind of um Routine. Unless it's a yeah. walnut tree, right? Yeah, okay. there are some bigger things, yes. But as far as the in vegetable, vegetable garden, you know, I plant. Well, we plant a lot of our squash, watermelon stuff under our fruit trees and just let them ramble you, you out. You can't do that. I saw that on the San Diego Gardeners page. You can't do that. No, they recommend against it but, because well, they there a couple schools schools of thought. They say that it will deplete the nutrition uh, nutrients from the soil and too much wa- water will be going to that. Where I disagree. And if you came in and asked me if you could do that, I would probably say in some smart aleck tone, yes, you could, but I wouldn't do it. Or right. I would recommend against it. But you have done it successfully for multiple years. And you've seen, you've multiple seen pictures years. of it, yeah. yeah. Because it I, I, I think, A, you have a lot of mulch. When you water your fruit trees, you're watering a, a, a large area. I don't think a, a single pumpkin or watermelon plant is going to remove enough water from a massive basin to, to be detrimental to the tree. And if you're feeding on a regular basis, everything's getting nutrition. And I would disagree with that because a large pumpkin will suck a ton of water out, but you've done it, again, you've done it successfully, right. correct? Right, it's sucking a lot of water in this spot, but not in the full 360 degrees of that tree. And you're watering weekly or every six days. And, and again, yes, we've had great success with it. Well, the other thing you can do too is just increase the amount of water you put uh, Well, on. that's my point. You're yeah. going, you can water more if necessary and yeah. you're going to feed more if necessary. So I... I 
have had great success. You've adjusted, and, you, and it's and worked. And you have a, a, a you know a nice thick layer of mulch, which reduces the need to water as frequently. Did you use Timothy hay? No, we did not. Okay. We used reg- actually. I have we have used regular straw, and it will bring in a lot of weeds, but um, it seems to work quite well to retain moisture. And earthworms love it, as you know. And that's that's the key. Is the making is, is making a, a rich, healthy soil, not dirt. And by having all that org- organic material that's going to retain the moisture, you, the earthworms start becoming uh, very prolific, and they 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 just inundate the area with earthworms and now you have great soil being built and and it's aerated it's aerated naturally they're feeding the soil as they create their castings um <clears throat> so if you have the environment where that where they're happy then everything else is going to be better because of it because there's going to be the natural compounds and nutrients from the worm castings plus all the other benefits and the other piece to all that is if, if you're a, if you subscribe to the idea of permaculture and food forest you know, you grow things underneath the fruit trees and the canopies of trees. So that was my starting point. Well, I do have very nice grapes hanging from my avocado tree, which I never would have thought would work. But they develop nicely in the under the canopy of the avocado. There and you I go. Have... You get your own food forest happening there. Yes, I hadn't thought of it that way. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go out to Santee, where Douglas is waiting. Good morning, Douglas. How are you? Good morning. Doing fine. It's nice and early today. Yes, it is. What can we do for you? Trying to, we're trying to start a vegetable garden. And some of the seed packets say don't start until the ground temperature is up to 75 degrees. It seems like it's getting rather late in the season. It, it is late, and some of those things are optimum temperatures. And things are germinating fairly well now i i planted some beans in a they're in a raised container at the nursery a Mm -hmm. couple of weeks ago and they're up but you can also start them indoors uh or on a seed mat or something like that but if you want to i can't think of anything that wouldn't germinate directly from the soil right now no i think you'd be in pretty good shape with most things or over the next we have started some indoors and they're getting to be two or three inches tall now that would be a good time to start moving them out. Slowly, okay. slowly acclimate them to the sun. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that then. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Okay. You too. Take care. Bye. I was kind of surprised at how, air quotes, quickly the beans came up because it has been Cooler. very, very cool. Right. Yeah. And there was one time I was getting ready for a segment on Channel 39, and I took some beans bean seeds and i put them in a in a uh, tray on top of the seed mat and i put a covering over it and they germinated in two days they were up and if you leave them on that too long it cooks them (laughs) Um, but they they will germinate right away with was that because because there was too much heat or there was not enough water which oh you know i do not recall it was it was a long time ago in a land far far away okay Oh, let's see what else we have going on this weekend. Oh, there, I you know what? I, I walking through the yard yesterday. I noticed we have about five five gallon king proteas in bloom. I saw those yesterday. Yeah, they well, looked, I saw one. They but, they looked really nice. I, 
I mentioned that to some of the yard guys yesterday. I'm not a big protea guy, but my God, those were gorgeous. Yeah. I, I pointed, I go, look at that. That is a beautiful flower. Yeah, that is one. That is probably my favorite And protea. I don't think we've ever had one, at least of that size, blooming in the nursery. I've never yeah. seen one that nice I think before. it's a dwarf. The ones that we have might be dwarfs. Um, but I've never seen, because the, the foliage is much narrower than the regular king proteas. I was just looking out from my office window across the patio and happened to see it blooming. So I didn't notice what the foliage was, but the flower was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Very, very nice. Um, oh, you guys did the initial survey of the, uh, fair for this year. Oh, it's <laughs> what did we survey? It's, the water survey. It's getting to be that time of the year. We're, we're, we're less than working. a month away. I think from I the think opening because so. we're about a month away from the opening of the San Diego County Fair at Del Mar. Because it's like the first week in June or something like that, yeah, isn't I don't it? Know if it's and the we've fourth, been there twice now in the last week or so, starting the preps. And the theme is get out there. Come on, let's go. Well, now that the How did which that one, sound? which one of those is is it? Let's go. It's or, get out there. Well, I know, but, but you just I kept adding. So well, because it's all part and parcel. Well, how appropriate now what, that... What's the, it going to be on the banner for the fair? I don't know. That's not my department. Okay. Oh, actually. Okay, you guys keep talking. I'll tell you what's on the banner because I'll bet it's on the website. Uh, well, I was curious because of the way you you know, you know, kept adding. Well, uh, I actually don't know, but I just think... I know it. get out there is the main right. big part of it. Are that's you looking I, it up so I, thought, I don't have yeah, to Yeah, I thought that's on. what it was. And, well, let's go. We need to... I guess it's timely that the World Health I was, Organization. That's what I was just going to say. The, the the pandemic is officially, it didn't say that it was over. It said that it's out of emergency mode. Yes, it's out of emergency, but it could become an emergency at any moment now. So be aware. Yeah. yeah. I uh, watched somebody getting gas yesterday. Um, I didn't notice her mask on while she was getting gas until i saw her drive away in her car by herself with her mask on hmm. just that's it okay, okay so what's the banner say well it <clears throat> for the dates it starts june june 7th okay through so july 4th so june 7th so we're getting close to it, it opening and it says adventure awaits get out there okay so we'll see what uh see what that shall bring in the meantime we're going to go down to chula vista where paula is waiting good morning paula how are you Hi, actually, it's uh, Louise. Sorry, oh, wrong name. I'm sorry. I was That's reading, okay. the, reading the name. The, that got I put gave in. the wrong name. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I don't give Brendan my real name when I call him either. <laughs> Listen, um, actually, it was a gentleman. Yes. Anyway, yeah. um, I was trying to find out when was that Irish show you mentioned? Today and tomorrow. To, yes, and where? And the Casa del Prado in Balboa Park. Oh, that's even better. I thought it was someplace else, and um, that's easy. Okay, and I had a question about your store, sir. Mm -hmm. um, do you do you have um, like the essences of these flowers? One of you mentioned the beautiful scent of the irises as you noticed them, and that is my favorite scent. And I've never known where to buy them, and I thought maybe a garden shop. Like you are sold such things. Not that I make them or I'm trying to drum up business, but wondered if you have a little section of like the essence of flower scents. We do perfume. not. We have we oh, have okay. we have we have tried things like that in the past, and they just it's not something that it, yeah it's not something that our clientele is is looking for from us at least. And okay. They, so. 
they want to. Yeah. It's a cleaner. They want to grow the real thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we and we <laughs> encourage you, encourage you to go visit the Irish Show and get them so that you can have the real thing, not just their essence, in your home. Yes, actually, I do have a few, and so I'm really happy with that. And thank you very much. I'll look forward to seeing them at Casa del Prado. Casa, said, de, yes. Casa del Prado. Yes, probably okay. in room thank 101. Okay. Oh, 101. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Okay, I have a question for you. What's that? Well, we do we need to do that first. What? Take, take a, break. a break. Yeah, we can take okay. a break. All right. We'll if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady is not with I was us today. going to say Mark Mahady for you, but he's not here. He's not here today. Uh, one thing that I noticed when I, was out in the, when I was out in the California native section yesterday, we have five different colors of California poppies in stock right now. Do they look like they'll be blooming containers. in about three weeks or four weeks when the fair opens? Because we could really use them if they'll still be blooming. The the orange ones are huge. They're probably six in, ball six inches in diameter. Um, those I think pots those look very nice. I think they were from from Musa Creek. Um, but yeah, there, I, five, five different five different colors of um, California poppy, which I I didn't know that there was that many different colors of California poppy. I always thought it was just the gold ones. You have not looked at our seed packs at the end of the season. Apparently not. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, you learn something new every day. Before we went into the break, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to ask a question. And I'm wondering, that was very nice of Paula to call, but I'm wondering if she was an Iris Society plant and just wanted to mention their show and sale a second, or have it mentioned. Did you? Did that cross your minds? It you did guys, not. You guys are... We're, not, we're less conspiratorial we're, yeah, than yourself. Con- <laughs> you take things at face value and people at face value. Uh, yes. Not that there'd be anything wrong with that, but no. I... Okay. That's what I was, I was wondering. <laughs> Another interesting plant that was on the, that was on the uh, native table, although it's going to be a while before it looks like what you think it's supposed to look like, is um, Joshua Trees. We actually had Joshua trees out there from Musa as well, or is that? I don't know if they're else? from Musa or somebody. I think they're from Musa, but I I don't remember off the top of my head. But right now, it just looks kind of like a, a a yucca. Well, <laughs> speaking of of natives, George had a customer that called or came in and asked for the blue flowers with the green leaves. Oh, she came in. She's a very nice lady, but she was she didn't know exactly what she was looking for. And and, and 
George was questioning her, but everybody knows the blue flower with green leaves. You know the green leaves right that now. come up; they're everywhere right now. They have green leaves all over. Blue flowers and they're green green leaves on the side. It's Ceanothus. Mm. It has to be. There's, I mean, that's the. Oh, see, I was I was thinking Larkspur or Lupin. Ah, and well, and I started with Lupin, <laughs> but that wasn't George it either. says it wasn't Ceanothus, uh, and so I thought it's got to be Lupins. I didn't think Larkspur. I thought Lupins. Nope, and but I, it I wasn't. went. I went to um, uh, what's the. Uh, can't think of the other one that I, I went to several different plants, including the the first one was lupine, but it ended up being well, it turned out to be status and Leonium. Oh, it was Leonium. Limon, yeah. Limonium. Limonium. Yeah, Limonium. Yeah, the it's uh, sea lavender. Yes, yeah, right. Sea lavender is a common name. We had just come back from the fairgrounds and scoping out where our display was going to be, and as you get onto five south from via de la valle there is status all along the freeway and we had just talked about how nice it looked but how poor it can look when when, it, when it's adequately watered like with all this rain they they actually look beautiful right now but often they just look burned and crispy and horrible and, and we had yeah. just seen it just talked about it hour later customer asked about it and it didn't come to either of our minds because she said <laughs> blue and that's purple and george is going lavender on it Ugh. Anyway, we got it. We figured it out. Well, what's the one that has the has the small foliage and the really small sprays of flowers? Is that German status? German status. Yeah. And then there's there's an annual status too. Yes. That comes in a couple of different colors. It's quite a few and it is it it can be semi weedy. Um, my neighbors across the street had that in their front yard and now it's in everybody's yard. It's, <laughs> it's all over the place, all over the neighborhood. Yes. Uh, uh we also have a, a very good selection of strawberries in stock right now, and some of the one-gallons are actually producing. I saw those. The kids from Head Start came out yesterday to the nursery, and they were going to do a potting project. And I thought, oh, here we have nice six-packs of, of parsley they can all take home. And then, no, we, we did strawberries. Oh. Kids, like, kids like strawberries more than parsley. I would think so, yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> but I did see the gallons with the fruit on them. You could probably just, rather than just say kids, you could probably just equate that to most hu- most humans. People, yeah. people. Uh, but yeah, there's some there's some really nice ones out there. And actually, over uh, going back to the native table, there were a couple of native strawberries on the native table. I can't remember. I, th- I want to say one was an alpine strawberry, but I don't, probably but I did I don't see remember. some very nice alpine strawberries, and they're small. They're not that pretty. But boy, are they, they packed with flavor. They are tasty. Mm-hmm. But you know what they remind me of? They're, they're more like they the, the little strawberry pieces you would get into in a dried in, in the cereal. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember yeah, that's those. What, that's what I they taste like. Totally agree. Interesting. And with the extra concentration of the dried flavors. Yeah. Uh, we also had some, some pink and red flowering strawberries out there. Most strawberries have a white flower on them, but there were some that had oh. a kind of, kind of a pink pinkish red color to them i was thinking the, the berries themselves i'm like oh lots of berry strawberries are red ken <laughs> except for the white ones <laughs> yes but apparently the birds don't see the white so they don't attack they don't eat white oh i don't know strawberries or something like that so maybe we should all plant white straw well that would be unfair to the birds melanie made she saw a recipe for um strawberry infused tequila which is, is better it? than the parsley infused. <laughs> yeah. <So>. Exactly. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm speculating. But some of the parents did take parsley too, okay. just for the record. So she made some. She made some up, and it it's 
it, it's okay. It's not as it's not as it's not as good as either one of us expected it to be. And then she she when she was getting ready to strain the strawberries out, she goes, "I wonder I wonder what the strawberries taste like after they've been sitting in tequila." And she, and she oh my god, she goes, "They're inedible." So, but it was interesting because it the the tequila actually sucked the redness out of the strawberries. So when she strained them out, the strawberries were were white, and the the tequila had turned kind of a reddish color. That's so the birds won't attack them. I could. could that, that, that happens when you make um, just water that's infused with strawberries. You know, if you you throw a bucket of cold water with some cut up strawberries to infuse it in there for you know to drink on a hot day. The same thing happens. They start to lose their color over time. No, well, I did not know that. So if you if you uh, feed strawberries to white rabbits, that they look like the rabbit out of uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> There, there is a lot. There's a lot of red in the in the skin of the strawberries. Uh, let's see. Just a reminder. So get my and, paperwork and, and, in order. Want me to get Whoa. it? I've got yeah, it. You got, you got. At nine o'clock in San Diego today, it's Tomatoes One Hundred and One with Josh, and at Poway, How to Grow Giant Prize Pumpkins with Josh Fredericks and some of his peers. We'll see you then. Oh wait! Oh no 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 no! We're not at we're see you then yet. No, I meant at the at the class. Oh, uh, just at the oh, class. Oh, I thought you were. No, 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 no! I'm not signing off. Okay. Just at the class. Vista Garden Club show and sale is this weekend in Vista. Yeah, at the gym at the Jim Porter Rec Center. The Iris Society show and sale is this weekend. Where is yeah. that? That's oh. in Casa del Prado in Balboa Park. Well, you did such a nice job with the Rec Center. I thought you were just going to go straight to that. We were going to do it like team. Teamwork. Go oh, ahead. Check out the newsletter online at walteranderson.com. And remember, that's A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. Uh, it has all the information in there for the SDG&E rebate program. So you can check that. Go to their website and see if you qualify. And, and if it, you don't, it, you it, can come move to my neighborhood. And if you do, you might as well take advantage of it. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross and George Allman. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back with another hour next Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.